Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another round of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. With me, my buddy as always, Mysterious Shoeless Mike. How's it going, everyone? See, I got all three that time. You did. You 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 really got them combined now. I think I think you can keep this going for a while. But what do you prefer being called, Mike? Just Mike. Just Mike. Okay, fine. I will just call you Mike and it'll be boring instead of giving you you know a cool ass name that you can start a cool ass Twitter and Instagram account on. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. But I don't tweet See? face. You don't tweet face. I don't. I don't. Instagram book either. Yeah, it's Instabook and and tweet face and uh, Instabook tweet face. Uh, what what's the other one? Uh, Snapgram. Well, I would call it Snapdick, but that's Snapdick? more that's more like its uh, origins. Well, I'm sure it's probably still going on fairly heavily. Yeah, I don't know. People are funny thinking the disappearing messages. <laughs> I know. Wasn't that hilarious when the news came out that all those dick pics and vagina pics, what do they call vagina pics? Like, do they just call them vagina pics or do they call them like, like taco grams or something? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, you're hip to this lingo. I'm, I'm an old man compared to you. <laughs> yeah. Super old. Yep, I got a whole four months on you. Five. No, more than that, I think. Uh, maybe like six uh, months. November. Five. All I right. got five months on you. Yeah. All right. I just I just did the math. <laughs> okay, so Taco Graham. I'm, I'm making that a thing. If you want to include us and send us any Taco Grams, use the hashtag, hashtag Taco Graham, hashtag Real Film Nerds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, man. I love it. I love it. All right, so, Mike, I'll sit here and we'll fart around the whole time, but we probably shouldn't. We should get to our episode that you can go so that you can go to bed since, you know, our time zones are so screwy. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, so this week we're bringing out our third legacy cast of the series, and it is a film that is very true to both of our hearts it's an original it's probably one of the first action movies i've ever seen and probably same with you mike yeah i was trying to think of when i first saw this movie um i think it was on cable so it was probably closer to like 1990 maybe 91 i'm not sure exact dates because i don't think i saw this on uh vhs um that's how old this movie is <laughs> until uh, later. I watched a lot of uh, questionable movies as I was younger with my best buddy until I went to middle school and met you was uh, Mr. Davis Prothro, which I don't even know if that dude's still alive. But we always would convince his dad to rent us movies that we shouldn't have been rented to us. So I'm not sure when I saw Predator, but I'm pretty sure I saw it before I saw Terminator 2. And I saw Terminator 2 in the movie theaters. That was my very first rated R movie that I ever saw in the theaters. 
Nice. And so that was what, nine, 92, I think, Terminator yeah, 2 came yeah, out? Yeah, I believe 92 so, is correct, yes. So I was 11 years old. Yeah, I saw Terminator 2 in a bootleg copy from somebody who had it while the movie was in the theater still. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Because, yeah, we went, uh, I don't remember whose mom we tricked or convinced to take us, or maybe it might have been his older brother took us or something. I don't remember. But I remember seeing it at R&M Cinema, and it was just, it blew my freaking mind. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. No, that that was a really, really, really awesome movie. So, I digress. Here's another really awesome, badass action movie from the 80s, not from the 90s. The original Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mike, give us a rundown on Predator. All right. So, the Predator Predator was directed by John McTiernan and starring uh, the one, the only, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, It had Carl Weathers in it, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, uh, Bill Duke. I don't think there's anybody else of note really in here. Um, and... Oh, come on. Jesse the Body Ventura? I did say him. Oh, did you I say just him? Said that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was reading who the writers were since you didn't say that. Oh, well, I ha- Oh, okay. You want me to say the writers? It was Jim it's, and it, John Thomas. Yes, Jim. All right. You, you did that part. I got it for you, Mike. All right. Um, so a team of special force... Ops led by a tough but fair soldier, Major Dutch Schaefer, are ordered to assist CIA man Colonel Al Al Doolin on a, a rescue mission for potential survivors of a helicopter downed over a remote South American jungle. Not long after they land, Dutch and his team discover that they had been sent in under false pretenses. This deception turns out to be the Least of their worries, though, when they find themselves being methodically hunted by something not of this world. All right, so Mike, uh, I know Predator has a soft spot for both of us. Yeah, and- so I I love this movie. Uh, I watched this movie many, 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 many times. In fact, uh, I just recently watched it for this podcast and it's i it still to me holds up really well um the special effects are maybe a little dated especially some of the infrared um first person view of the predator stuff would be a little bit more cleaned up i think uh with our current technologies but other than that i feel like it holds up pretty well cuz the setting is kind of neutral. It's in the jungle. It could be any time. You know, there's soldiers in the jungle, you know? So, uh, I really love this movie. Um, let me look at what I put on my notes. Hold on here. Oh, look, your Mike goes to his notes. So, interesting fact about the uh, infrared... Uh, it's not infrared, but it's uh, supposed to be heat signatures uh, camera view of the Predator, is they originally actually tried to do that for this movie. They tried to use, as archaic as it was back in 1987, the actual uh, heat infrared sensing cameras, and they ran into a couple issues. 
First issue is that the cable to record everything and power the equipment was way too short. It was only like six or seven feet long. And so they had to <laughs> bring like everything really close out wherever they were shooting. And then the second problem they had was that the jungle was right around the same temperature as the human body. So everything was just going to one color. Oh, uh, and so they yeah, tried that, a couple. That, was, that would be frustrating. Yeah, the temperature of the jungle was in the mid-90s. And, you know, the human body is 98.6 degrees. And so everyone would just disappear in the camera. So they tried a couple different ways to fix it before giving up on the whole idea. They took um, ice and uh, uh, cold air and tried to blow it onto the jungle, the different areas they were shooting the scenes. And then they would they started a fire and they would have the actors stand next to the fire and try and heat the actors up before they would go stand in front of it. And it still just didn't work out how they wanted. So they ended up using uh, special effects for all of the uh, uh, infrared heat signature views of Predator. Oh, man, I did not know that. I always yeah. thought it looked pretty good, though. Yeah, well, it looks really good. It's And it's I don't think it's CGI. I don't know exactly how they did it. I didn't look that up, but it's an it's a special effect because they really tried to do it and it just wasn't working. Yeah, thinking back on this movie, Matt, this might have been the first movie that I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in. For me, yeah, I I would say, uh, well, I don't know, I don't remember when I saw the original Terminator. So, but it it's either this one or. Um, uh, it's either Predator or the original Terminator was the first time I saw Arnold as well. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, this movie is really, really cool. I thought it was neat that they did the first person view uh, of the Predator and had those like cutscenes. Yeah. Um. The uh, this this also, to the best of my recollection, was the first time I saw a minigun in a movie, and I was like. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's Jesse amazing. Jesse the Body Ventura with the, with the minigun. Yeah. And, oh, you know, and that was one thing I was going to say. That's one thing you see a lot in Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies because in Terminator 2, he had a minigun as well. Yes, he did. And the interesting thing about the minigun versus all the other guns in the movie, the minigun actually runs out of bullets. All the other guns usually never run out in the movie. I think towards the end when Arnold is fighting the Predator one-on-one, his gun runs out a couple times. But for the most part, like the scene when they're raiding the camp, like nobody's guns run out of bullets. Oh, you know, you know how movies work. Bullets are just, you know, it's just like in a video game, man. You don't run out of bullets. Yeah, it was it was the eighties, you know. Uh, I personally feel that the special effects were ahead of their time on this movie. You know, it's, uh, was it Stan Winston who they brought in after their first screw up with the first creature? I think did an incredible job creating and designing the Predator. I just really loved him. Yeah, you know? no the 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 creature effects for the um the the one that we know as the Predator now are were amazing. Uh, Matt, Matt, did you read that uh, the original Predator was played by uh, John, John Claude Van Damme? Yeah, for, yeah. For, for for just just like two days before he's like, "Screw this, man! This thing sucks." And, and quit. well, the other pro- the other problem was too is the original Predator was short, was not tall, 
Well, not short. I mean, John Claude Van Damme actually isn't short. He's like six foot one or something like that. But the original Predator was actually red, and the suit made him look like a duck. <laughs> nice. And so it was just, and John Claude Van Damme, I guess from what I, if you read the same article I was reading, he was having a hard time jumping around and doing ninja-like manu- maneuvers because that was the original intention of the Predator was that he wasn't going to be this big lumbering alien. He was going to be silent and do like ninja kind of moves through the jungle, spying on him and stuff like that instead of being invisible. Oh, Okay. Well, I'm glad that they went with the way that they went, because I thought well, it was really neat. That's when they brought in Stan Winston and had Stan Winston design the creature, or they I think they call him the monster, but design the predator and the suit. And the guy that actually was Jean-Claude Van Damme's stunt double for the film originally, before he dropped out, got to play the full on Predator because they didn't hunt for anyone else. And he was seven foot two. Yeah, man, that's a tall dude. Yeah. Um, Another thing I really like about Predator, uh, it's... I don't know how often you've seen it before, the 80s action movies, but the 80s action movies have some of the best one-liners ever, especially for Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper. No, my favorite. I, I didn't even recognize it until I heard him say it again when I was watching it the other day for this. Was um in the in the scene where they're raiding the camp or whatever the hell it is, he pulls out a big bowie knife and stabs the dude like right in the chest. And right after he stabs him in the chest and it sticks him to like this pole, he says, stick around. I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's quintessential 80s right there. Yeah. No, it, it it's it's kind of campy. It's kind of goofy. It's it's um in some ways, you know, it's it's like men being men doing manly things. Oh yeah, I mean, but, another one of my favorite one-liners is but done by Jesse the Body Ventura. Is uh, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> I just I love that. That says you know, it's a one-liner. It's it's his masculinity. It's him being a badass all in one sentence. I just love it. Yeah, the the opening scene, right when it starts, and you see Jesse Ventura in the helicopter, and he opens the door. He spits out a huge wad of dip. And it. I'm like, oh, that's the manly man right there. Like, that's what they wanted you, the, the persona that they wanted you to see in him. And... The rest of the movie, he's he's definitely that. So it was just like, man. Uh, here's another one that I have. Uh, trivia going back to the Predator outfit. Not to throw it off topic. But when Stan Winston was uh, flying back to L.A. or flying to the set or something, he was actually on the flight with James Cameron. And they were sitting next to each other on the flight. And James Cameron mentioned that why not have the alien have mandibles on it? As you saw, that actually happened. The The Predator has mandibles. And so you can kind of think that James Cameron had a, had a little bit of input when it came to the Predator. And I thought that was pretty cool trivia. Man, that is pretty neat. Yeah. Here's another here's another one to talk about Jesse Ventura. Is that this was uh, Jesse Ventura's first movie. Oh. 
That's pretty cool. I, I know I remember seeing him in some other classics like Running Man. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, uh, that was another Arnold movie. Uh, yeah. I think those are the only two I can think of right now. But that's cool. Um, I was just remar- uh when I was watching it, I was amazed at how young Arnold was and how ripped he was. Oh yeah, he was super cut. I think that was when he was off of his Mister Universe time period. Yeah, I was like, man, because he looks so um, I don't know. I guess like fit and stuff. You're like, man, it's like it's 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 you know, this movie's thirty one years old, man. Thirty one. Well, there's a difference between being fit and being like what they were. And they were all just freaks. I mean, Jesse Ventura, um, oh, what's his name? I'm now spacing, uh, Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were all actually having like competitions on set in the mornings as to who would go to the gym and work out the longest. Because they would go before shooting and try and get themselves all super ripped. Like they did that on purpose. And I think that competition between the three gave us that crazy look that all of them had. Yeah, it probably helped their um, camaraderie. Like, like it seemed like those guys were all friends, like the, you know, in the movie. Like, it seemed yeah. like they were like a team and and stuff. So that, you know. All right. So, Mike, as I presented in our previous podcast, there is a segment I would like to add to our legacy podcast specifically is if this movie was made today in the same way storyline characters everything could you make this movie today like the exact same the exact same now there is the new one coming out that's in september disregard that don't even think about that right now if Arnold Schwarzenegger, just take all these characters, all the acting, storyline, everything. Take all that, but make it 2018. Could they do this today? I don't think they could. My answer is no as well. And do you want to know why? Well, well, I'll, I'll tell you my reasons, and then yeah, you can you can okay. probably build on top of it. But the f- the first. Uh, kind of two things that come up to, to mind for me are there's some jokes in this movie that are so um uh i guess now would be so controversial they wouldn't even make it into the final cut right um, that's one of them that i have correct uh there's some stereotyping that goes on it's kind of subtle but uh you know the the native american character is a tracker and a guide like right I'm like, eh, I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, I guess every movie kind of has some stereotyping, so there's that. And then another thing that was odd for this movie, and this might just have been a style choice, was the Spanish-speaking parts uh, that one of the characters had. It's not subtitled. Hmm. But it, I didn't it, recognize that. Which which part was that? Um, when, was that the girl that was speaking? Yeah, when the girl speaks. But it kind of lends into the movie because they have like a translator. So maybe that's huh. what it's going yeah. on. But for almost everything we watch now, there's always subtitles for anything. Yeah. So I agree with you 100%. I didn't catch that uh, translator part with the subtitles. But for sure, 
I don't think this they would be able to make this movie today because the racial the racial stereotypes, as you pointed out, are not that subtle. They are extreme and they were in your face. Like the Native American guy is a tracker. He knows which trees to cut and suck on, even though he's probably never been to the jungle. Shit like that. And then the two black guys are brawlers. You know, they're uh, more like they speak almost in kind of a uh, more gangster ghetto-ish kind of slang and stuff. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. You know, it's the ratio stereotypes. Oh, uh, the other one is uh, Hawkins. Hawkins comes off as this giant nerd with these big glasses and he shouldn't be there at all. And, you know, so it would have offended everyone. Now, do I think it... People still would have gone and seen it if it was today. Sure, definitely. Would it have been as big of a hit? No, not at all. Because I think people would have been upset about it. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Definitely. the The, the world, uh, the the view of everybody now is so. Um, everybody's so sensitive, and there nobody can all- take jokes. And I mean, yeah, this movie might have had a little too much stereotyping stuff, but. If you took that out, it's still a pretty good movie. I mean, you could just reshuffle around the characters, and that'd be fine. Yeah, it's all political correctness. That's the problem today. You know, like, okay, for instance, one of the the Mexican dude, his name is Poncho. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Right there. You know, people would have a shit fit over that. Yeah. Anyways, it's the difference, you know, between... 30 years ago and now it's kind of sad but whatever to each their own the people just don't understand that it's not a reflection on society it's art and art can be controversial and art can be whatever that's the beauty of art it can be whatever you want it to be but people take it too serious especially films in hollywood yeah i think they put too much weight behind some of these things or everything you know All right, so, Mike, here's a little bit more of a tidbit of information. I don't mean to uh, fart around with it, but people might find this interesting. As we were talking about, there is a new Predator movie coming out this year, and it is titled The Predator. It is coming out in September 14th is what it's slated for as of right now. And it was written and directed by Shane Black. Do you know what else Shane Black has written and or directed? There's quite a few films. I'm sure you probably could name one. Um, is it Predator? Nope. Kind of. Gray area. Okay. Shane Black was an uncredited uh, screenwriter on the original Predator. You're right in that part. Oh, but okay. he wrote and directed Iron Man 3. I think you might have heard of that movie. Oh, really? He he wrote and directed that? Yep. He also wrote and directed uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. I've I don't know if that. you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He also, and uh, a more modern one as well, even newer than Iron Man 3, he wrote and directed The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe. Oh. So, so Matt, are you saying that you did my work for me with uh, relating this to the MCU? You know what? I might have. I might have. Right there. I didn't even think about that. Oh, I feel like an ass now. But anyway, so Shane Black, last tidbit of information, 
Shane Black's very first acting role, possibly his last, was in this movie, Predator. He plays Hawkins. Oh, that's the nerdy guy with the glasses? Correct. He's the first guy to get killed. Nice. And he did a terrible job, according to the director and the writers. And the reason why they had him on set is they wanted to have a writer on set in case they needed to do any rewrites on the spot. But Shane Black thought the screenwriting was perfect as it was, didn't change a thing, but somehow convinced the director to let him have a role in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, so Matt, why don't you ask me how this relates to the okay, Marvel Mike, Cinematic Universe? Since I already unveiled that it's probably Shane Black, unless you found another one that I don't know about. I, Mike? I might have. Oh, sweet. So, Mike, how does Predator from 1987 relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I did not find the character you did, uh, Shane uh, Black, but uh, the composer for this movie was uh, Alan Silvestri. I might have said that last name wrong. I probably did. Nope, you got it. Nope, that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he uh, is the composer for this Avengers Infinity War. Um, also did... The Avengers, Captain America, the first Avengers. Uh, he's quite prolific in all his composing. Um, he, he's been involved with 124 movies, so he's had quite a long career. For, for me in my world, next to John Williams comes Alan Silvestri. John Williams is probably the most well known musician, film musician, whatever you want to call him. For me, second is Alan Silvestri. Because I think, uh, did Alan Silvestri do Back to the Future too? I believe he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, yeah. Uh, let me keep looking here. There's so many films. It's kind he, of ridiculous. He did Ready, Ready Player One. Yep. Um. Uh, let me see what other big movies. I was gonna say he he's had a finger in some of the most uh, predominant films since probably the late seventies, I would think. And I mean, he's just amazing. A composer, a conductor, uh, you know, does it all. Yeah. He does it all. He's fantastic. Yeah, he did Castaway. Um, geez, there's a lot of movies. Judge Dredd. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that's pretty cool. Um, still looking around here. Yeah, he did Back to the Future. 
two, three, and let's see if he did the first one. Yeah, I'm not sure if he did the first one. I would assume so, because he works a lot with Steven Spielberg, as you can see. Doesn't look like he did the first one. Nope, he just well, did the... Oh, no, he did. He did. I missed okay. it. I was going to say, that kind of sucks. Yeah, no, he did <laughs> he, did, he did all three. He did Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is a classic. Oh, I watched that movie so much when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, Ridiculous. he did The Abyss. Uh, James oh, nice. Cameron. Yeah. That's a good film, too. Yeah. yeah um, wow. He's had quite their career, man. Yeah, he has. He really has. He's... Amazing. I, I don't even want to know how many Oscars he's won. Yeah, it's probably sad. He probably has like three shelves. He's like, these are the ones that I really like. All right, so did you know that Predator was nominated for an Oscar? No, I did not. What was it, what was it nominated for? I didn't I didn't it, know that at all. It was nominated for Best Effects Visual Effects. Okay. In 1988. Nice. I, I could see that. I could see that for that. Dude, seriously, it was ahead of its time. It really was. I think it is fantastic. No, I still think it holds up quite well today. I mean, there would be a lot of cleanup and things, but it's still really visually good. All right. So, Mike, on that note, how many reels do you give Predator from 1987? Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse, the body Ventura. Well, uh, I'm going to have to give it four and a half reels. I mean, it's it's not a perfect movie, but it's so much fun. And I'm very biased. I watched this when I was young and just wanted to be in that, that jungle shooting up all these monsters. It looked so awesome. But um, I, I still... Everyone should see this if they haven't seen it. This is a classic um, Arnold movie that everyone should see. Now, I am going to try and take my bias out, because if I left my bias in, this would be a 5 out of 5 reels. But I can't do that, because this does hold a special place in my heart, like a lot of the legacy cast films. I am going to try and do it just regular. As a normal person seeing it for the first time, I would give Predator four out of five reels. Nice. It has its flaws. It has its flaws. It's still an incredible film. Groundbreaking, especially for 1987. It is a definite must-see film. I can't even imagine what it would have been like to see this in the theaters. That must have been fantastic. Definitely, if you have not seen this movie today and you are listening to our podcast, at the bare minimum, you need to go watch this film before the original, the, not the original, before the next one comes out. Because you need to know where this all this came from. It's And it'll probably be better than the new one that's coming out, I would think. I don't know. They have screwed up the new one so bad multiple times over. It's just kind of depressing. Well, the last one with uh, the Predators, or no, no, Predators. Predators with an S, yeah. That one was good. Well, I thought it was okay, but the dude that they picked as the main character, I don't remember his name. Um, He played the, uh, the slow guy in the village. 
With yeah. M Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the um he was the piano guy too. He like won an yeah. Oscar for that piano movie. Yeah, I'm um, forgetting Adrian Brody. Adrian. Yes, there you go. There you go, Brody. You're right. Um, I did not like him as the main protagonist in it. I think it just threw the whole thing off because I really like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, I like the big superhuman looking guy as the protagonist and it just it did not work for me everything else worked pretty good you know the different um people that they had in there they had the uh you know the um the um drug cartel guy played by danny trejo they had the uh the killer doctor they had the uh oh the uh uh the yakuza guy yeah the yakuza guy was cool yeah, I really thought they they nailed all those. Oh, they had the Russian uh, spy, badass guy, whatever he was. I think it was a spy or something. Or maybe it was just a soldier. I don't remember. With the minigun again. The minigun. Yes, the minigun is you awesome. See, you got to have those throwbacks. And so casting Adrian Brody as the main guy just did not work for me. He did a fine job, but he just it just did not work for me. Again, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. But this one is better. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you can't if you can't improve on a remake or add something to it, but they I guess you know they did add something to it. It was pretty cool that you got to see this planet where the predators go and hunt. You know, it's not necessarily their home world, but it's their hunting grounds, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool concept that fit well into the the world of the predator. Well, and it ties back to this movie because clearly as you – I forgot to bring this point up. But as you watch this film, you know, Predator from 1987, the Predator is clearly just hunting these people. He's not doing anything out of the norm. He's a hunter. He's collecting trophies. He's skinning them just like what a hunter would do. He's not – I don't think he's killing just to kill. He's hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I even think the title of the movie was like The Hunter or something, but there was already that movie that had come out a few years before called that, so they they changed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that makes more sense then. All right. Well, so Mike, is there anything else you want to add about our review of Predator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? Um, no, I was just going to ask the audience, uh, all like, uh, 10 to 12 of you, uh, 10 to 12, we we're now in a range. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, uh, tell us what you think about these legacy casts. Um, we're going to continue to do some more. We have quite a few scheduled, but, uh, also feel free to request some, uh, I think it's kind of fun to talk about some older movies cause we've seen uh, Matt and I have seen so many of these movies that uh, yeah, and we just love talking seen, about them. And we've seen a lot of them together. A lot of them together. Growing up as kids or uh, when you worked in the movie theater and you would sneak me in to watch them? Yes, yes. Uh, that that was always a good time. Those were good times. Uh, sitting up in the booth drinking beers watching a movie. It's good times. Yep. We're not going to disclose what movie theater that was either, Michael. No, we are not. (laughs) But yeah, 
um, that's the other thing I was going to mention about the legacy cast. If you send in a request, we immediately try and get to your request at the next legacy cast. Now, in the next coming weeks, we're going to probably try and emphasize some of the newer movies just because there's a few Mike and I both would like to go out and see. But for our next Legacy cast, we actually got a request and we're going to do it. But I'm not sure how far down the pike it'll be. It might be a few weeks, might be a month. Who knows? But our next Legacy cast, as I pointed out, was requested by someone on Instagram. They didn't message us nothing. They just posted, hey, can you guys review Spaceballs? And we're going to do Spaceballs, one of my favorites. Yeah, Spaceballs, another classic. So, you know, if you have something, if you've seen it or not, request it. And we'll see what we can do for you. It gives us, you know, that's the benefit of not being a huge podcast, not having lots of listeners, not having lots of emails. Is We want your interaction. We want you guys to, you know, interact with us as hosts and... If you didn't like a review, tell us. If you thought our reviews were off and you loved the movie, whatever, tell us. You know, let us know. That's the benefit of, you know, doing this is you can interact with us. So, anyways. All right, Mike, you got anything else you want to add or you want to wrap this sucker up? No, I, I, I think that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.